G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Most of us are programmed to be empire builders rather than kingdom builders. In other words, we're more interested in furthering our own interests than God's. Try as we might, we fall back into the same old selfish patterns of behaviour again and again. It turns out that what we need before we can change our actions is a change of heart. Bernie Diamond, thanks for joining me again. Today, we're going to be taking a bit of a look at your heart from a different perspective. John Piper is one of my favourite authors and speakers. He has a way of just, I don't know, hitting the nail on the head. Here's one of the things that he writes in his book, A Hunger for God. If you don't feel strong desires for the manifestation of the glory of God, it is not because you have drunk deeply and are satisfied. It is because you have nibbled so long at the table of the world. Your soul is stuffed with small things, and there's no room for the great. I think he's profoundly correct. As we talk about the kingdom of God, which Jesus said isn't a physical kingdom, but in fact it's something that lives in our hearts, then we can't do that without talking about our relationship with God through Jesus. Back in Jesus' day, when he was out there talking about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, Many people were confused because the only kingdom they'd experienced in their lifetimes was the Roman Empire, which ruled the occupied land of Israel with an iron fist. So imagine if that's the picture you have in your head. You're living under the control of a brutal dictatorship of an occupying force. That's all you've ever known. That's the only kingdom you've ever experienced. And then the Son of God comes along and starts talking about the kingdom of God. What you start thinking to yourself is that God must be a bit like the Roman emperor, that God has a bunch of rules and you have to obey them, and if you don't, then you're toast. That's it. God will punish you. That's how the Roman Empire worked, and in a sense, that's how God's old covenant with Israel worked. If you obey me, I'll bless you, says God to his people, but if you don't, I'll curse you. Here it is from Leviticus chapter 26, verses 3 to 7. If you follow my statutes and keep my commandments and observe them faithfully, I will give you your rains in their due season, and the land shall yield its produce, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall overtake the vintage, and the vintage shall overtake the sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and live securely in your land. And I will grant peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and no one shall make you afraid. I will remove dangerous animals from the land, and no sword shall go through your land. You shall give chase to your enemies, and they shall fall before your sword. Great, but what's the flip side of the coin? What happens if they don't obey God? Well, God tells them, verses 14 to 17 of the same chapter. But if you will not obey me, and do not observe all these commandments, if you spurn my statutes and abhor my ordinances, so that you will not observe all my commandments and you break my covenant... I, in turn, will do this to you. 
I will bring terror on you, consumption and fever that waste the eyes and cause life to pine away. You shall sow your seed in vain, your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be struck down by your enemies. Your foes shall rule over you, and you shall flee, though no one pursues you. But with Jesus coming to this world to take the punishment of Israel on his shoulders, on that cross, and your punishment and my punishment, he wants us to begin to realise that the kingdom of God is really totally different to what they or we would really expect. He tells many, many parables that begin with the words, the kingdom of heaven is like, here's one of them, Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46. He says, look, the kingdom of heaven, it's like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. In other words, when we discover the true kingdom of heaven, when we discover how utterly awesome and stupendous it is to have a relationship with God, to be forgiven through Jesus, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have peace and joy, to to taste mercy and grace, it's so fantastic. We want to get rid of everything else in order to have what God wants to give us, what Jesus died and rose again to bring us. Do you see the the profound difference between the kingdom, the reign of God in our hearts that Jesus is talking about, and the idea that people had in their heads back then of what a kingdom might be? An idea which, by the way, is not a lot different to what many people think being a Christian is all about today. A bunch of rules that ruin your life. Imagine if you found a treasure hidden in a field, a chest full of gold and diamonds and and rubies and emeralds, more precious stones than you could ever imagine, worth so much more than what your current assets are worth. Would you sell everything in order to buy the field so you can own that treasure? Of course you would. So would I. And that's what Jesus is saying. It's exactly what the kingdom of heaven is like. That is exactly what accepting Jesus into your heart is all about. It's so wonderful that the few things that you have to give up, the the stuff you always knew was wrong anyhow, the rubbish that was always ruining your life anyhow, those few things are so easy to give up because the kingdom of God is worth so much more. That's what it's like, Jesus is saying. Or this parable, Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32, he says, look, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that, that someone took out and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make their nests in the branches. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is a place where you really, really want to be. Hey, this is fantastic. A place of shade and rest and safety. That's what the kingdom is all about, according to Jesus. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Um... I'm not perfect, far from it. But a profound thing has happened to me over the past couple of decades as I've been journeying with Jesus. His work in my heart through his spirit and his word has taken away my desire to build my own empires. And I have to tell you that I used to be an empire builder par excellence. I'm simply not interested in having my own empires anymore. I'm I'm simply not interested in factions and power struggles and and growing my influence and winning the battles of control. It just, I don't know, it it doesn't make sense to me. 
It, it doesn't hold any value for me anymore because the joy of seeing lives transformed as the kingdom of God brings yet another heart and another and another into glad submission, into experiencing the joy of knowing Jesus. I've got to tell you, nothing compares to that. No empire that I can build could ever bring me the joy that playing my tiny little part in the kingdom of God brings me. Why do we trade diamonds for stones? Why do we imagine that that building our own petty, despotic little empires of control can be any better than experiencing the love and the peace and the joy of God? I don't know, but but that's how I lived the first almost four decades of my life. And and I am not going back to that. I, I wouldn't give up the treasure that I discovered in my field for anything. I'm not going to trade my place of safety and security in that tree for living out on that stormy ocean again like I used to. My friend, listen to me. The reign of God's love in our hearts is such a wonderful thing. It is so greatly to be desired so that the more we hunger and thirst and seek after a deep, intimate, personal, one-on-one relationship with Jesus, the more God changes our hearts from being focused on our own interests to being focused on His, from being an empire builder to becoming a kingdom builder. It's just how it works. as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.